0: you're listening to the inspire wire podcast episode four make sure you rate review and subscribe
1: welcome to the inspire wire a podcast where ideas are exchanged worlds are traveled and life is experienced this is the inspire wire with your host tom murphy
0: firewire episode four we got another great show for you guys i have morgan mcintosh an interior designer and photo stylist on the show she has her own business beige and blue design studio with her partner nicole noonan and bonus she's my girlfriend so you guys are gonna get a little personal uh twist to the interview so i th- i think you guys will like it Um, she's really inspiring uh, in general and to me, so I think you guys will really like it. Oh, and also at the end when I do my little talk and recap, um, I'm thinking about doing a little twist and sharing a little bit of info and and maybe a story about me, so stay tuned for that. All right, let's go to the interview. All right, everyone, we're here with morgan mcintosh my best friend and girlfriend um to talk about her interior design business and and a lot of things because she's really inspiring and i want you guys to hear all about it so morgan thanks for coming on
1: yeah of course thanks tom
0: yeah i'm excited i'm excited to talk about all these things i'm sure i'll learn even more about you so (laughs) for our first question I want to share a little bit about you for the listeners you own your own interior design business called Beijing blue design studio why don't you tell us a little bit about what it's like to own your own business because you are someone who's kind of fresh out of college and not many people just jump right into having their own business so what is that like
1: yeah for sure so um, yeah like Tom was just saying coming up on two years after uh, undergrad. But owning my own business is definitely a lot of fun. Um, it definitely has its perks. For instance, I love working from home. I have the opportunity to wear my PJs, which is amazing. Not many jobs you can do that. Yeah, I'm but,
0: definitely jealous, jealous <laughs> about that.
1: Yeah, but um, it's a lot of work, and I'm I work all the time. And obviously, I have other I have other jobs that I have to do as well in order to support myself. Especially since it's our first year and a half old as a company, so both my business partner and I, and Nicole, have um, part time jobs aside from our own Beijing Blue Design Studio. But it's definitely a lot of fun, and it's really cool to be able to work with one of your best friends.
0: Yeah, I mean. For me, if I have my own business, uh, I think the most difficult part would be you know, you get up for the day and you're like, okay, it's time to work on my business. And I'm in my PJ sitting on the couch and, and like, where's the motivation? You know, like, it must be difficult in that sense.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that having like a a somewhat strict regimen is definitely the way to do it. It kind of keeps you on your toes and makes sure that you're like, up and at them at a certain reasonable time. But um, that's not to say that, like, I don't know, everyone has their off days, and it's a creative industry, and so doing the work when you need to do the work. So it's definitely a learning process, but it's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm sure there are days where both of you guys are together and, and you're just like, no, we can't do work right now. But I'm sure being together, you, you can really push each other and, and get each other to really – Do some good work.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that having both people on there is kind of better for the both of us. It kind of just supports one another in order to make things happen and kind of just have someone to keep you accountable.
0: And uh, for those who don't know, uh, Nicole, your business partner, you guys are also roommates. You were in college and now uh, you guys are living together uh, in Boston as well.
1: Yep. Yeah, we're roommates, world travelers, and business partners and best friends. So, it's definitely a lot to juggle, but I would never change anything. It's been a really cool experience, and I feel like if anything, Nicole and I's friendship has grown a lot throughout the years of being together, and it's been really fun trying to like explore this new realm of owning a business with her. It's a really it's a really cool interesting experience.
0: Yeah, so World Travelers, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Where did you guys go?
1: Yeah, so after we graduated college, undergrad, we both went to UMass Amherst, um, and I studied communication and studio art, as did Nicole, and um, we decided after college that we were going to do a big backpack Europe trip, except for we both decided that we couldn't fit enough in a backpack, so we decided to uh use rolling suitcases (laughs) but um we ended up going around europe to a bunch of different places in italy and spain my favorite being probably florence in italy um it was just absolutely beautiful great wine great pizza and better
0: better pizza and wine than the rest of italy is that why it was the best or
1: (laughs) no it was just um I don't know, it just kind of stuck out a little bit more in my mind, and it had like the best shopping, for sure. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, sh- shopping's key when you're abroad, I guess.
1: Yeah, hence the rolling backpacks. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's cool. You guys got to, you know, travel together, and that's makes for good stories, you know? Okay, so the interior design uh, business and industry, why don't you tell me a little bit about what that career is kind of like and what are the ins and outs of the interior design business?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I guess for those of you that don't know what it is, essentially, Nicole and I um, get clients, mostly um, residential with some commercial clients, and we help them um, design a space. And each client and each project is different so it's different scales but um so that comes with different things that we need to do but pretty much it starts with like an initial consultation meeting um the client kind of figuring out what they like what they don't like and why they kind of reached out in the first place and then after that we nicole and i go back to the studio and we come up with a design plan and kind of just go full force, um, coming up with a furniture plan, space planning. And like I said, it just kind of depends on each project, but that's like the overall gist.
0: That's cool. Yeah. That's, you know, it's a really, it's got multiple disciplines in there. You know, you got your artistic where you're kind of, you know, shaping things the way you guys, uh, feel and you can demonstrate your creativeness in that sense. But then you also have, more of a technical aspect where you're actually designing like structures and or or especially if you need to do any remodeling or things like that. So you guys are, you know, um, got a little architecture in there, a little art. And yeah, that's a cool little balance.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's been fun kind of like figuring out how Nicole and I both work best together and kind of like what skill sets we each bring to the table. I think that was like the biggest struggle at first for us, just trying to figure out what responsibilities were going to be mine and what were going to be hers and how we could each own those. Um, Because, I mean, at the end of the day, there's two of us. And in an industry like this, it's kind of uncommon to have two people in a partnership. um, But, I mean, it's worked out really well this far. And I feel like it's even more beneficial because you have two heads coming up with a design plan and I mean, Nicole and I work best when we're there together, just bouncing ideas off of each other. So it's been really helpful to have someone that I can like share those little moments with and kind of grow business with.
0: That's really cool that it works for you guys and, and it's nice to have that other person, but uh, why, why is it that in interior design business you don't see multiple people?
1: Um, I don't know really. I think A lot of it comes down to the fact that in a creative industry, it's really hard to have two people working as a partnership. When it comes to creativity, it's kind of hard to find that balance between two people and make them feel like one person isn't being stepped on or stepped over or Underlooked or whatever yeah, it is.
0: I, I definitely could see that, you know, because people maybe feel strongly about what they're doing, you know, they think they have the best idea. So, yeah, that definitely can be uh, an issue.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's what's been most helpful so far with Nicole and I is just kind of like figuring out what skill sets each of us brings to the table and how those differ from one another. And it's really cool to kind of see how those coexist too and like a de- in the whole design plan. So, it's been a really good learning experience thus far. And, I mean, not only are we learning how to work better together, but we're learning what strengths we each have individually of each other as well, which is really important. So definitely really cool.
0: Yeah, and you were talking about the creative aspect of the business and bouncing ideas off each other and things like that. What are some resources or what what do you guys do to get some inspiration um, for interior design, because I know that you have, you know, a lot of, ex- well, some, a decent amount of experience and you can, uh, and each project is different. So you have to, you know, bring in a lot of different creative ideas for a specific project. And I know that both of you guys are big, uh, Pinterest girls.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are. It's like a good, it's a good way to kind of organize your your thoughts sometimes. But, um, and it's funny. And that's another big reason that, I mean, another big area where Nicole and I kind of differ, there's times where we go and meet clients and we walk into the house and we kind of get an idea of like what we're going to be doing in there, what they want, what they don't like. And I find myself kind of just like thinking up different things and I can tell Nicole's doing the same and we get back into the car and we kind of talk about it a little bit. And it's funny because my, my design process is to go into my thoughts and kind of like figure out what I'm thinking and kind of like look back on the pictures that Nicole took of the space. And Nicole is like already knows exactly what she wants to do and like needs to go and see those images. So it's really cool how we each kind of balance each other out in that sense. Um, But I guess inspiration for us kind of comes in a lot of different ways and I guess it just depends on where my head's at and where Nicole's head's at um, when each project kind of comes up. For me, I get a lot of inspiration from fashion, just different fashion campaigns. And being around fashion is really helpful in my design aesthetic and also travel. Travel is always like a big one for me. I think I feel like every time I travel somewhere new, I'm just constantly bombarded with like these overwhelmed thoughts. And it's not even just like for design, it's just kind of like life in general. Like I feel like my biggest piece of advice to anyone is just to travel and to travel as much as you possibly can. I think and, we
0: can agree on that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean I can't say enough about travel experiences and and if you guys listen to some of the previous episodes, I've uh, definitely tried to make that known. But yeah, definitely, there's so many places where you can get inspiration, and and for you, I mean, when you travel, there's you're exposing yourself to all different kinds of interior design based on you know different cultures. So yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Like I remember. It's funny, too, because, like, traveling with Nicole is one thing, because we both, like, step into a new room or, like, an Airbnb and we're, like, freaking out about the design or whatever it is, like, completely ooing and aahing over something. And then I go and travel with you, and it's, like, a little more just, like, whipping out our phone to take pictures of, like, a railing or something. And or, like, sh- or like
0: every door we pass <laughs> on a street, it's just like, oh, look at this door. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly, because, I mean, it's it's crazy, and I just – traveling kind of hits that overdrive button for me, and it's like I can't get enough of inspiration, and everywhere I look, it's like, oh, my God, this path that I'm walking on is amazing, and I need to incorporate it somehow, and it's just – it kind of just touches – it touches you in a different way than it would back home.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I will agree that the old city in Valencia where we were traveling – um, the, the architecture on those streets were, was really cool. So I can't, I can't really hate on it that much, but yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you got to take a few pics, just not 20, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so speaking of creativeness and, you know, um, like you mentioned fashion, um, you also in your part time, you are also a photo stylist for, um, and you're a You work for a styling agency. Why don't you say a little bit about that and how that also factors in?
1: Yeah. So um, back when Nicole and I graduated UMass, um, we obviously, like I said, we traveled Europe and I came back home and I kind of just like hit the ground running on applying to everywhere that I possibly could even remotely see myself working at. And at that time, I was like really pushing myself to get a corporate job For whatever reason in the back of my mind, it was like, I am not going to be successful until I get that nine to five. And I need to just push, push, push until I get it. And, and it's funny because I, I got it and I worked, I worked at this company for not even a full month and I quit (laughs) because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I was not a nine to five person. I could not stand sitting in a desk all day long even though the job that I was doing was pretty creative, it wasn't creative in the sense of hands-on, me moving around. And so I found myself being kind of like uninspired in that job. So I just decided to make a jump. And in that time period of me figuring out what to do next, I kind of came upon photo styling. Um, And I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know how much of a thing it actually was. And so I ended up emailing this agency in Boston and gotten um, an interview and ended up getting hired with them. And it's been an unreal experience. I've just been thrown onto to all of these different photo shoots for prop styling and fashion. And it's this accumulation of different inspirations all coming into one. And it's cool because I'm a freelancer. So for the beige and blue aspect, I can block out days that I know that I'm going to need for client meetings, but I also know I can fill days that I'm kind of be kind of slow on beige and blue or whatever it is. So it works out really nicely, and it's a really cool place to be inspired because you're on set with a ton of different creative people, like fashion editors, photographers, hair and makeup artists, and models, and people from all over and different everyone has like their own background and their own experiences. And like being at a place to have that all come together is, is really cool. And I feel like I've been able to take a lot away from that. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, you mentioned, I believe that you were able to use someone you met who is an artist um, in multiple projects.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, if nothing else, it's the best way to network because it's an industry that coexists with interior design and that aspect of it is really cool. And I've been able to kind of like learn about this different industry, but also have it completely morph how I look at different things in my own business and how I run my business. Because I mean, you meet so many different creative people and within those creative people, there's people that are also starting out making their own business, building their own brand and it's really cool to have that experience of working with them day in and day out and then kind of learn from them and learn from their life experiences. And I feel like that right there, if nothing else, gives me a ton of inspiration to go back and work on my own stuff.
0: Yeah, that that's really cool story. So you're able to balance both these things. I'm sure that can be quite the process. I mean, not only scheduling, but just the amount of time you have to allocate to – both of these, um, jobs that you have.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and if you know me, you know, like the 8 million notebooks I have down in my office of to-do lists. I'm obsessed with to-do lists. I have a to-do list for everything. I don't know why I, I just, I love them. Um, I love that feeling of crossing something off my list but I guess that's the biggest way that I balance. I, I think of something that I need to do or something that inspires me. And I make a list like lists on lists. And it's funny because I have, I'm like a little obsessed with like different notebooks of different shapes and sizes. And each notebook has like a different list of whether that be like the list of things that I'm learning from my new book that I'm reading or my to do list notebook or whatever it is. It's just I'm constantly jotting things down. So I think that comes into help helping me with balancing my two different lifestyles. But that also being said, I mean, you kind of have to let yourself give yourself time and let yourself um, have those moments of, all right, I'm, it's okay if I just sit here and not do anything for like 10 minutes.
0: So, because, so do you have like in your to-do list, you have little <laughs> marks that says, Take a breather.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't, but I should probably start doing that. Um, But, I mean, yeah, it just, you kind of just go with the flow. I mean, there's days where I'm on set all day shooting something, and you're on your feet all day, and then I come home, and I make dinner, and I sit down, and I'm like, oh, my God, I could fall asleep right now. But I have like a million and a half other things to do. And that's another thing. That's what's awesome about having a partner in this as well as like the second that i feel a little bit like tired or not not creative or not in that right state of mind nicole's right there to back me up and vice versa so i mean shout out to nicole but um i love it Yeah,
0: shout out nicole (laughs) good job um yeah i mean no that's that's really cool i mean it's i'm sure it's it's definitely rewarding when you're putting all this work in because it's something that you really care about and it's like you're, it's your baby you know you've been putting this work in and and you guys are responsible for it so it's nice when you get to celebrate like little milestones that you guys are going through
1: yeah and nicole and i are i mean that's the another great reason for being able to like work with someone in a creative industry, I mean, I listen to other podcasts, and I've talked to other people in different creative industries, and they talk about how lonely it can be sometimes. And, like, you go to a meeting by yourself, and something good happens, and you don't really have someone else to, like, celebrate those little milestones with you. And, I mean, I get that with Nicole, through thick and thin, through the best and the worst. Like, I always have that little person. Not little, but <laughs> I always have that per- that person to be able to like enjoy those moments with, and someone that completely, 100% understands where I'm coming from, and because she was right there next to me the whole time. So that part is really cool.
0: Yeah, and you guys were together from the very beginning. You guys were roommates in school, and you guys started the business. Why don't you explain how it all came to be?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, Nicole and I, when we were in college, we ended up being roommates sophomore year, and we realized very quickly how similar we both were. Um, and the fact that we both loved being creative, especially when it came to interiors. And we ended up starting a blog called Macanoon Designs, which was a accumulation of Nicole and I's last names. And um we started this blog and we would blog like a couple times a week and it was just about random things that inspired us or different things that we learned about or A DIY project that we just done or whatever it was and that kind of morphed itself into okay We have this blog and it's working out and we've annoyed the shit out of all of our Facebook friends telling them to go read each blog post so like now what and so We ended up um deciding that we were going to have this interior design company. So We kind of just started it and we called it macadam designs and we very quickly jumped on the bandwagon of getting all of the legality and all the paperwork in. And at this time, it's probably like the end of like um, senior year. And we're like, whatever, we're just going to do this. Hopefully something sticks. Pretty much just like begging our parents to let us redo their rooms, their living rooms, anything. Like all of our friends trying to get any kind of pictures or clientele whatsoever.
0: And I remember... I remember you being like, in at this moment, you were like, you know, freaking out because a lot of people were securing jobs and, and uh, they were in that, you know, place where, you know what, uh, I'm about to graduate college, but at least I have this job where I know I'm financially secure in a sense, but you guys were kind of going out there without that security blanket.
1: Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, yeah. It seems really like strong and very hard headed, but I mean, yes, we went out there with no security link, but at the same time I was at home, like emailing the shit out of people applying to any position possible because I was like, I, I had like this overwhelming pressure on me that I needed that nine to five and I was not going to stop searching until I found it. And in that same time frame, I pondered the idea of going back to school and what that looked like and I applied and. And I got in and I just decided, you know what, I need like that break. I need that mental break of just being like me and just seeing what happens. And Nicole, that ended up being like the perfect situation for her. She ended up going to grad school for interior architecture and she's still there. And it's been an absolutely tremendously positive experience for our business and for her. And I feel like it was the best decision she could have made for herself and for me, I feel like the way that I went about it and the and the hoops and different things that I did to get to where I was today was the perfect path for me. And we kind of both can bring these different experiences and different nuances and lookouts onto the design world back together. Yeah, and I, think,
0: so- I think it's really positive that you guys didn't follow the same path because if you did, your, your business wouldn't be the same. The fact that you guys were able to pursue other things and and combine a broader range of experiences definitely helps it
1: yeah for sure and so yeah and then i guess to go back to how the business started i mean i got the nine to five whatever and then i was on that road trip with you and nicole was like call, calling me up and she was like Morgan we have a client i was like what
0: yeah you were you were not you were kind of freaking out
1: freaking out <laughs>
0: Yeah, you're like i need to be back now <laughs>
1: Meanwhile, I'm at in Utah, like on, on a vineyard farming, <laughs> it was a really cool experience nonetheless. But yeah, so it just kind of started. And then with one client came another and came more recommendations and people kind of just like getting our information through word of mouth and it just kind of, it just kind of worked. And I don't know, I think we have a, we have a lot to, to be thankful for, um, and it kind of just worked itself out.
0: What would you say for someone who is in that position that was kind of like thinking about doing a business and thinking about, you know, pursuing something creatively? What would you say for someone who wants to kind of do that, but they're not really sure like you were, you you were like dead set on that nine to five and, and having that security, but... what what advice would you have for someone like that?
1: I guess that my advice would be to really sit down and kind of think to yourself and ask yourself those hard questions as to why do you feel like you have this pressure on yourself to get that nine to five? Is it because your friends all around you are getting those nine to fives? Is that what you think it, it means to be successful? Is that what society's kind of like pushing you to do? Um, and really understand what that looks like for you. Cause I mean, it could have gone either way. Maybe, maybe the nine to five is right for someone and there are creative industries where you can get, be in a nine to five. So it just kind of asking yourself those hard questions and kind of getting to the, to the, um, backbone of why you think certain things and really just being true to yourself.
0: I mean, I, I'll, I'll be a testament the nine to five, the pressure, the pressure to have one of those is real. I mean, I'm one of those guys that's like, not, I'm not really like a huge person that needs to have like a lot of disposable income. I can, I can live on, you know, not, not a lot of money, but pressure's there. And I'm definitely, you know, working on trying to have that ability where, I'm not tied down, but you know, it's definitely a struggle. And I encourage if you have the opportunity and you are able to have confidence in yourself to pursue something that, you know, if you really want it, then it's definitely worth a shot.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And then, and if it doesn't work out, um, you can definitely just cross it off the list and go to the next one, you know?
1: Yep, for sure. And there's always, I mean, everyone has their own path, so it's just figuring out, What you want to try out first. And it's, it's trial and error. I mean, there are so many different passions that I have and I could have pretty much picked anyone. And the cool thing is, is I picked interior design and starting my own business with one of my best friends. And the amazing part of that is that's only opened up other doors to all my other interests. And it's allowed for the space for me to actually explore these other interests as well. So, I mean, I wouldn't constrict yourself into going one way or the other.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean you guys you guys have really grown it a lot and it's cool to see how everything's expanding and how you guys are learning more and all those things. But do you guys have any goals or what what's next for Bayesian Blue?
1: Yeah, definitely. So we have a lot of goals and it's in one of my menu notebooks. But I guess for starters, just like trying to solidify that solid foundation. Um, it's really important that we kind of figure out this really good foundation that we can kind of go off of and be able to have that time and that space to be able to go and explore those other avenues and interests. I guess a short-term goal of ours would be definitely to get published um, in a magazine or online magazine, anywhere, really, um, and... That would be, like, the biggest one right now. And another one would be to eventually get um, an office that's not in our basement. <laughs> Even though it's it's really cool to be able to, like, just go downstairs and start working, I feel like mentally it's getting to that point where I would love to be able to, like, turn on my car and drive somewhere so that I have, like, that mental space to, like, okay, Morgan, it's time to, like, do work now, you know, because living with your business in the basement and your business partner, there's really no off time. Even on a day where Nicole and I are like, all right, we're caught up on everything we could possibly be caught up on. We're gonna have the night to ourselves. We're going to watch a movie, drink wine, eat some sushi, and we're watching a movie. And we're both like, I turned to Nicole and I'm like, Oh my God, did you see that room? Did you see that chair? Like we need that for so-and-so. And then we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, we need to stop. We're talking work again. And yeah. it's just it's really hard to be able to turn off that switch. But I guess it'll come. And and honestly, maybe it won't come because I'm just so infatuated and I just and so inspired in my industry. And I just Nicole and I both just love what we do. So it's never going to be solely off.
0: I mean, it's good because you guys really love what you're doing. And and that's what. Everybody wants, you know, something that, you know, when work really isn't work. So I really hope that that all works out and you're able to, you know, get published and really get a chance for a larger audience to see what everything you do and things like that. So the best of luck to you guys.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Okay, so do you have any plugs or anything you want to you know, shout out, uh, besides like obviously your business, you know,
1: beige and blue design studio. (laughs) Um, yeah, but you can look up our website. Um, it's beige and blue. Blue is spelled B L E U. And we're on Instagram. So go follow us beige underscore A N D underscore blue spelled B L E U. So definitely go follow and like all of our pictures.
0: Are there any, are there anything else you want to mention for the listeners? Any advice or anything like that? Or any cool stories about uh, interior design life?
1: Um, I'm sure there are so many different things. I mean, I'm always full of different things. I guess my one recommendation would be for everyone to go read the book Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. It's been a really cool read so far. I'm only like one-third of the way in, and it's really interesting. So definitely go check that out. And Is that as,
0: uh, a book for, like, you know, business owners?
1: Um, no, I would say it's a book for anyone and everyone. It's kind of just this book of um, different interviews that are all, like, combined together. And they're all of different people that are famous and that are not famous. And kind of, like, what their daily regiment looks like. And different advice that they have for you or whatever it may be it kind of changes from person to person but it's just a really cool interesting interesting book to read
0: all right definitely check it out yeah so thanks a lot morgan for coming on and i thought it was a great interview and learned a lot and i think the listeners will will enjoy it a
1: lot yeah definitely thanks so much for having me on
0: All right, guys, that was our interview with Morgan. I had a lot of fun interviewing her. You know, it was, it was a long time coming because she, when I first came with the idea with her, she was all excited and wanted to be interviewed. So we finally got to do that, which was awesome. And what I kind of got out of it was that trial and error is a really crucial part of someone's career path because it's easy to kind of just choose the available or convenient job opportunity, but if that's not what you really want, then, then it's not really beneficial in the long run, and I think what Morgan did a good job of was continue to email and reach out and consider multiple jobs and opportunities um, because that that enables her to make the right decision about what she really wants. And, and now kind of like Mari in our previous episode, you know, once you find that passion, you're able to really pursue it wholeheartedly. And and that's what Morgan and Nicole have been able to do. And um, it's awesome that they've been able to do it at such a young age and, and we're hoping to see them be really successful together. So, and they and and morgan and nicole are people who i've been looking to as a source of inspiration for my own podcast and anything uh creative that i'm thinking about because they've had to go through the process of creating something for themselves and they're really in an artistic and creative environment all the time so it's cool to see what they have to say about different things and so and if you guys if any of you guys have any interior design needs or or consulting in that area at all morgan wanted me to pass along the invitation to kind of reach out to them on their website beigeandblue.com and they're on social media so definitely check them out So, for the last little part of this episode, I kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of some information about me because I noticed that a lot of uh, few people were mentioning to me that they wanted to hear a little bit more from my background. So, I think what could be a good segment or little aspect of the show is Maybe I can share a few cool stories um, that might spur a little discussion. Um, and so I, I thought I'd uh, share a story, a kind of a cool story. It's not really inspiration-based, but it's a cool story, and it's related um, to Morgan because when we went on a road trip uh, across the U.S. together, we got to check out the Oregon coast and the Washington coast, and it's I highly recommend it. It's a great, great spot. But this cool story was, um, so we were visiting Cape Perpetua, which is, um, a little area on the coast where there's a lot of cool little rock formations that were made by the ocean and, and we stayed there the night and, um, every night we were camping out and, uh, it was a cool experience. Um, luckily it never really rained. But this is the first night that it, it actually, it actually rained on us. So it rained on us. Uh, we were camping out in, um, we were camping out, you know, there's, there's campsites around us and, you know, it was a nice day and whatever we had our little campsite, it was in the woods and it was a designated state campground um but there was like a stream nearby and it was all woods and it was really kind of a wild area and so we wake up pack up our stuff and hit the road again because we'd been on the road and we kind of would just get up at daybreak and and drive because we like we wanted to cover a lot of area because we had a lot to get to so we got out back on the road and then we are going through the redwoods the next day and, and we set up our tent and we look at our tent and there's this huge paw print on our tent. And we're like, that is not a dog. Like, that is huge. um, And we looked up. We were, we were checking our we were like googling like paw prints and trying to figure it out. We were looking at all these different paw prints on Google and we were like, "Oh shit. This is this is a cougar or like a mountain lion." And we looked at the paw print and we were like, "Dude, that's that's a that's a that's a mountain lion." And we were just like so freaked out, but thank thankfully it was like the next day so we could kind of like like breathe a little bit of sigh of relief but it was just like nuts because we wouldn't have noticed if it hadn't rained that day because their paw print would uh wouldn't have shown up but it was just nuts it was just mind-blowing kind of so that's a little story for you guys kind of random but i thought it would be interesting and i wanted to see if you guys had any other uh, animal stories like that, or any kind of weird travel stories, and, uh, if you do, just, you know, um, let me know, I'd love to share some cool stories, so, so that's our episode, I hope you guys enjoyed it, if you guys, like I said, I want to hear some feedback, and, and definitely let me know, And if any of you guys want to come on and be a guest on the show, we're looking for guests. So definitely let me know on social media or email. So, all right, guys, uh, see you next time.